0: Welcome to my Sensuality Empowerment Podcast. My name is Sharon Hoffman. I am dedicating this podcast as a platform for men to feel inspired by the people I interview in the sensuality community. I want to encourage men to open up, to get curious, and explore how tapping into their sensuality can be life changing. As a coach, I help men to break away from their limiting beliefs or conditioning they may associate with shame, guilt, or unworthiness, especially when it comes to intimacy, self-love, relationships, or their purpose. Sensuality for me is about being in your vulnerability, your softness, passion, and rawness. It's giving yourself permission to be seen and heard and Essence. Happy New Year! Welcome to 2018, my first podcast of this year. I am super excited about 2018, especially seeing the back of 2017. I actually feel that the past few years for me, I've been on this journey of a lot of self development and going quite deep within, which has been incredibly powerful, yet very confronting at times. I have to be honest and say there were many times I really wanted to retreat, hide away and not have to deal with what surfaced for me. But I was preparing, nurturing and setting the foundations for my business to help me flourish and come into myself with a lot more confidence and ease. So this year I am going to immerse myself with a very different mindset. I feel a lot grounded and definitely at peace with myself. And speaking of mindset, today I have the pleasure to interview Jamie Strathen, the founder of Yoga 8. And Yoga 8 is a studio that is situated in the heart of Melbourne and is also one of the studios where I work. Jamie is incredibly down to earth, he's creative very business savvy and when you first meet him he comes across as a man's man yet he's quite spiritual and also embodies sensuality and I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. He also has a beautiful gift with people. Jamie, Jamie shares his journey into how yoga started for him and it all started with studying Chinese medicine and shiatsu. He talks openly how working in his corporate job was killing him. It was causing him a lot of stress and anxiety. And he was very unhappy that it was enough for him to surrender, to losing his identity that he had built up over the years with the lifestyle he led and created for himself, and trust in following his heart. His partner, Karen, was a major influence in encouraging him to journey together to create their brand and the beautiful yoga community at Yoga 8. I hope you enjoy this interview with Jamie. I believe it will inspire and motivate others to take the plunge to following your heart and passion, especially if you were like Jamie uh, and myself, coming from that corporate setting which formed our identity. It gave us a certain lifestyle, uh, but knowing Deep down, it was causing more stress and harm. So taking that courage to conquer the fear or letting go of what you feel is your identity and creating a new one, one that is more in alignment with who you are today. So Jamie was able to use his creative flow to help him evolve into the man he is today. Well, here I am with Jamie, um, also referred to by me as the J Man, who is the owner of Yoga 8. So, first of all, Happy New Year and welcome Happy to Year, my podcast. It's a pleasure to be, yeah. Thank you. Um, I have so many questions to ask you. And I, it's funny because I, I jumped online to kind of do some research on you and I had no <laughs> idea. That you, your background is very creative, you're an artist.
1: Mm, yeah, I, I paint and play a bit of music, and yeah, you know, which is, I guess, you know, yoga is a, a kind of an expression of creativity as well mm. for me. So, mm. a bit of writing, all sorts of things, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I looked at some of your artwork and I was really impressed. I oh, had I no so. idea that was come of your, your, your profile, your background, yeah, I love painting, it's I just don't
1: do it as much these days mm. with all the other things that I've got on, but. Yeah, it's definitely always there in the background for me to come back to and yeah. work on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. So tell me about your journey into yoga. I mean, how did, you, I mean, how did yoga find you or how mm. did you find yoga?
1: So I found yoga through my partner, Karen. Um, when we first started seeing each other, she uh, was into Bikram a lot. Um, and I'd never done yoga in my life. Mm. and we had a weekend away one Australia Day weekend had a few wines some cheeses all that kind of mm. stuff and I'd been resisting going and I just went you know what, I'm gonna to go to yoga tomorrow maybe it was the wine talking I don't know <laughs> and anyway she was teaching at 6 a.m and it was one of those days January days where it was like 40 degrees and then a big storm sort of was brewing about to break so by the time I got to class in the morning it was still probably 38 degrees <laughs> outside and humid and then it was like oh my god What is this, yoga? It's like it killed me Mm. and I got really angry and frustrated at myself. I'm never going to go back. I'm no good at yoga. Why do I ever do this? mm. And then um, being stubborn, I was like, okay, I'm coming the next day. And then from there, I just kept coming and coming and coming. And Mm. even though I wasn't a very stretchy kind of person, and it was hard for me to do something that I wasn't good at, Mm. um, there was just something about it. Like There was just something that made you feel good about moving the body and, I don't know, the releases inside. Mm. And so it just became a regular thing and that was the beginning point of it, yeah. Yeah,
0: how long ago was that?
1: This was about six years ago. Okay. And then um, I was in a corporate job and not really, well, I definitely wasn't enjoying that lifestyle. Mm. It was a nice job, but every Sunday I'd get a little bit kind of, I don't know, go into my shell and I knew I'd have to work on Monday Mm. and... I was very stressed out. I ended up blowing out my my back. I had some herniated discs just from the stress of like working in that environment and not being in a place that was true to who you are.
0: Yeah, I can relate to that.
1: So at that time, I was thinking of going off to do Bikram teacher training and it was that time that my back blew out. So for better or for worse, that never happened. And I found um, Shiatsu and Chinese medicine and started studying that. Quit my job because Karen said, you've got to quit that job. Killing you, I'm mm-hmm. like, but I can't quit my job, and because your whole, you know, as a man, your whole kind of identity almost yeah, is around what absolutely. do you do for a living, yeah. you know, what car do you drive, yes. da, 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 da. yeah. So that was a challenge as well. And then I actually went, Well, okay, maybe I can quit my job. Mm-hmm. So I did that, bummed around being a landscaper, studying Chinese medicine. Um, and then the opportunity came up to buy the studio here, it was just a Bikram studio. And Karen had always wanted a studio, so we said, Okay let's buy the studio we just sold an apartment so we had some money lying around um so i put all our money into the studio and then um that was great but i wasn't really a part of it because i wasn't teaching i was just yeah. you know kind of running the books and that kind of stuff and then she did a weekend course with uh, a lady called Jo fee who teaches yin yoga and chinese medicine and she said you've got to do training with this person. And I'd never met this person and I went, mm. okay, I'll do it. Mm. And I booked into the training, which was in 6 months' time, so it was the longest six months of my life waiting for this to happen. Uh-huh. Spent a month in Bali learning to be a yoga teacher and that was just over two years ago. Wow. And now I'm teaching yin yoga, yeah, flow, hafa, mm. you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. So, and it's yeah, changed my life.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Mm. So um, what was yeah. yoga like? Before yoga came into your, li- into your life, what were you like? What, what um, changes have you noticed in yourself?
1: I was definitely more stressed mm. um, for a number of reasons. I think um, I had a divorce in my 30s. Mm. You know, I ended up working in a job that wasn't really who I was yeah. um, but didn't know anything else really mm. to do. And um, I think with yoga... I don't know, it's, it allows you to get that frustration out. It's it's about it moving energy around mm. as much as it is the body, and I've learnt that through Chinese medicine as well. And so being able to stretch open the energy channels, being able to um, release hormones in the body or more, better regulate the hormones in the mm-hmm. body, you just feel a little lighter in the mind as well as the physical benefits of the practice. So I definitely um, have embraced not being in as much routine as well. Yeah. Because I used to be very had Quite to be organised in my time. Mm-hmm. And then when you're a yoga teacher, it's like, well, that's not how the world uh, works. So, right. And then it, it's a struggle against that initially because you're not used to that. And eventually you settle into who you are. And it actually feeds my creativity better. So, you know, in the meantime, since we've I've quit the job and studied Shatsu and painting and writing and playing music, I developed some body products as well that I had a little business going with that for a while. And just, you know, it allows you to just do other projects because yeah, you've got to be of great. spare time as well.
0: Beautiful. So, Yoga Eight was recently birthed mm. um, towards the end of last year, and prior yeah. to that, it was called um, Bikram Paran. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, tell me about that. The you know the rebranding and, yeah. and why, what was behind that?
1: Well, we slowly introduced other styles of yoga into the space, uh, starting with the Yin, um, which we felt was very complementary to Bikram, which is quite a you know uh, mm. a masculine yangy form of yoga, and um, That seemed to go really well, the students enjoyed it, Um, we had room to expand here Mm -hmm. and we had a few issues with some leaking in the bathroom, For some, the previous owners had had some dodgy plumbing done and we had to spend some money to fix that up and then we went, well why not spend a bit more money and renovate this second space, so we built a second studio which allowed us then to introduce more styles of yoga because we didn't have to take things off the schedule. And then we got a taste for that, we introduced Hatha, we introduced Hatha Flow, mm-hmm. um, and we introduced Kundalini, mm. uh, which is a very energetic style of yoga. And then we, um, we kind of reached the cap with that. We had these two rooms, the Bikram was steady, the Flow was at capacity, and we're like, well, what are we going to do? We can't just like, keep turning people away. And we decided we'd make a third space. Um, to give us more room and at that time we we're like well we're, we're, we're not really just a Bikram studio and we hadn't been for a while anyway mm. but now we were even less just a Bikram studio with eight, seven or eight styles of yoga so we sat down and, and with a friend of ours who's in, who helps us with some uh, marketing direction and she said alright it's time to change your name we went yeah it's time to change our name mm. and again you're sometimes resistant to change yeah. but we knew in our hearts it was the right thing to do so we set about coming up with a name um, we chose to yoga eight to reference the eight limbs of yoga because we really see ourselves as a yoga space, not an exercise fitness space. And uh, from there, engage people to help us develop the branding, um, what the direction of all of our, I guess our our persona to the outside world is. It had to reflect who we are, what we are, and so that people could clearly understand what mm. they were going to get when they came in mm. the door, and. That way, then you're going to bring in the people that resonate with what you're doing. Yeah. That took about three or four months to build the mm. new space, get all the branding done, mm. all the background website stuff, and then we launched it in in November, and it's been amazing. The response,
0: yeah, yeah. it's great, great response. Yeah, really good. And still, Bikram still your your kind yeah, of it's one and of and the butter, staples here.
1: Well, it's you know it's one of eight styles, and I would say you know we we pretty much dedicate one room to Bikram because it's a, a particular intense heat. And we have the two other spaces. So it's yeah. really, I don't know, maybe a half to a third of the business. Yeah. The Definitely the other class styles are growing. Mm-hmm. Bikrams remain pretty constant for the couple of years yeah. we've been here.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I know uh, from from my experience, a lot of men tend to gravitate towards Bikram because mm-hmm. of the more the more yang style.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like. it's accessible. It's, there's not so much of the hippie, om... Spiritual nature; it's very yeah. much a command-based um, instruction. Mm-hmm. So, if you're used to doing physical fitness or activity, in a, especially in a team-based environment, it's like you really resonate with that. It's yeah, like they love it Talking <laughs> to you, yeah. <laughs> coach says, "Do this." Okay, I'm going to do it. So, um, the yes. men men love it. Mm-hmm. So, we had a nice high proportion of men, which is great. And then they start to explore other things.
0: That's right. And it
1: opens them up to the other aspects mm-hmm. of yoga.
0: Well, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing a lot more men. And now are open and to trying the yeah. more softer side, like yeah. the yin and the hatha yeah. and the mindful flow. And it's yeah, it's beautiful to see. Yeah, it's it beautiful good. to see that they're being a bit more open to yeah. the stars and the benefits yeah. that you know they're receiving from yeah. taking more of a yin approach to their their yoga practice. Yeah, exactly. And
1: I'm always talking about people in class, you know, finding the feminine in the masculine, and the masculine in the feminine, that yin yeah. yang play where you'll need to balance things yeah. out so that you're not too much in one side of yeah, things yeah
0: that's mm. right and look jamie where you are situated too like you're quite central here in saint mm. kilda paran mm. area and there's you know so many other you know the yoga community here is quite huge, yeah. quite huge uh, there's a lot of studios so you know it's quite competitive in regards to that um how do how do you kind of navigate that how do you mm. you know what are the challenges that you find not, not so much the challenges yeah. but knowing that you know you're one of many other studios around Melbourne in yeah. general because it is it's getting it's, it's, it's growing the community is growing yeah, it a lot is. more studios are popping up
1: I kind of look mm. at it like a cafe um, there's never going to be the cafes not opening up mm-hmm. what happens is you um, you just actually create more of a market for the whole of The yoga community, I don't see it so much as competition because everybody has their own flavour, whether it's the styles of yoga they teach or just, um, I guess, the energy of a place. And like you kind of have your favourite cafes, and you might have two or three cafes, Mm -hmm. one in this suburb, one in that suburb. Yes. Um, You're going to gravitate to the people that you feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. and where you can express your personality through your yoga practice. So we don't really... I mean, we're aware of the other studios... Um, but where we don't think that anyone really is in competition with yeah. anybody else because no one's trying to steal students off mm-hmm. anyone or mm-hmm. um, people are going to go where they feel it suits their practice. You know, right. There's a power um, balance studio up the road, literally a few doors up. Um, we've got another studio around the corner. There's one down in St Kilda. They're, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're you know, everywhere. But
0: they're all different. Yeah. Um,
1: we, we hope that we provide um, a range of styles that people can then explore different aspects of their practice. Yes. So, um, because, you know, it's, people do get bored with things. Whether they should or not is another story. But... Um, you know, I'm feeling a little bit more yin, so I'm going to do a bit more this sort of these styles or I'm feeling I need more energy, I need to do these more active styles. And that way you can stay connected to your practice rather than having it drop off and all of a sudden you're back to your old habits of Mm -hmm. being a bit stressed or, you know, not Mm. looking after your body, your diet, Mm. your mind, that kind of thing.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, good um so how do you find this balance in your life because you you have a beautiful partner karen and raising two beautiful children <laughs> and as you mentioned earlier you know you're an artist you're into your music mm. writing you know you're, you're managing this you know this studio this very busy studio you know you're juggling a lot how do you in your own time how do you find you come back to your own stillness and balance and um,
1: that is challenging at times i'm The good thing about working in yoga for me is because I now feel that I have a place Mm -hmm. and um, it doesn't feel like a job. So although, you know, there's moments of stress in anything you do, trying to write a sequence this way, you're going to need to get it done or, you know, it's time to do the baths or things you don't love about, um, uh, certain aspects you don't love about running a business, but it's not a job. Mm -hmm. And although you're connected to the business, Seven days a week twenty four hours a day there 's still mm. lots of spare time so i 'm really fortunate that I can go home and play with the kids in between teaching or you know yeah. take them to 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 kindy or just walk across the road to the beach we live in elwood um, so it's it 's quite a balanced lifestyle and you yeah. just as long as you 're not um, tied to too much structure like if mm. that, that doesn 't stress you out, not mm-hmm. having so much structure. Then it's a great way to live. Um, It feeds your creativity. You might not always have time for your own personal (laughs) kind of creative bits because you're, you know, other people come first sometimes, but. yeah, I'd like to have a few more hours in the day, but yeah. I don't... We, all, we
0: all want a few more hours yeah, exactly. in the day. Where exactly. does the day go? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you
1: just prioritise your time.
0: That's right. You
1: move from one task to another. Mm. Everything's mobile now, so all of the admin stuff can be done anywhere, anytime, So, yeah. which is an advantage and a disadvantage. Yeah, but true. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're well supported by our teaching community as well, so people mm. always step up if someone needs some help. Um, you're away for a few days, then things look after themselves because we trust everyone here yeah yeah
0: yeah beautiful so who have been your inspirations mentors or you know teachers
1: well first obviously karen my partner who i I started my yoga journey with and she's a really excellent teacher like very clear instruction understanding the human body how Mm. it works what the benefits of yoga are and how to help people that um have injury or illness um so very positive influence, and then my teachers Joe Fee and Joe Bart, um, Barnett, who taught me in yoga, and their teacher Paul Grilly, <clears throat> and a lot of a lot of I get a lot of my inspiration from just reading as well, like researching mm-hmm. into Chinese medicine or yoga. Um, the physiological, anatomical uh, benefits of the practice, the energetic benefits of the practice. And then you just meet people along the way. You know, we've got Josh Blau teaching here at the moment and I've learned a lot from going to his classes, Mm. uh, his approach to teaching yoga, instructing a class, Tommy, yourself, like all the – I learned from all the teachers that we Mm. have here Mm. Um, because you – you can't limit yourself for where you find it. inspiration. Yeah. And yeah. it comes from anything. It comes from the mm-hmm. students a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you see a student have a, a breakthrough moment in a class um, or you just see something in their body and, I don't know, you find a way to sort of change their practice. Mm-hmm. And that is inspiration. to go, oh, wow, I, this, this stuff works. I need to keep, keep teaching. Yeah. Over. Mm.
0: yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Sorry. Tell <laughs> me, Jamie, what are some of your guilty pleasures?
1: <laughs> oh. I don't really have a lot of time for guilty pleasures. Um, I don't know. Like today I might sneak off to the beach for an hour (laughs) or so because we've got some babysitting. So I guess it's how you find time for yourself. So that's, I don't know, that's a guilty pleasure. But because your time is so often shared with other people, whether that's um, just by yourself doing admin work or sharing your energy in a yoga teaching class, or sharing it with your children or your partner. So having time to yourself is like <laughs> the real, yeah. real guilty pleasure. Yeah. So if I can sneak off to the beach for an hour or two today, I might go and lie down there and get some sun. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. But other things like my own personal creativity. So if I can pick up the guitar mm. or, you know, get out the, the paints and paint something, then that's really fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice. Good. And... um what would you like to, to see change in in the yoga community, if anything?
1: Mm, I'd like to see more education. There's a lot of us come out of training. We might do a 200 hour course, um, and there are certain limitations to those courses. Mm. One, the time, yeah. and secondly, you know, there are prescribed requisites to make it a um, certified course. So, a certain number of hours in this subject, that subject, that subject, and then a lot of the learning stops for some teachers. I think they learn about Teaching through teaching students and also practicing other teachers' classes, but the 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 anatomy and the physiology of Mm. practice, I don't think too many teachers really understand to a great depth. And you don't have to be you know medically trained, but if you understand the body, I feel you can add a lot more to a student's practice and the energetic practice, whether that's the chakra system of traditional indian yoga or whether it's uh, traditional chinese medicine mm-hmm. the, the, the way they look at energy mm-hmm. all the same thing but just different um, theories about, around it because we're all energetic creatures i mean yeah. y- you take away electricity and we're dead and the heart doesn't beat anymore so what does that do how does it work how does that connect all of us together we all intuitively feel energy mm-hmm. like some of us are more in tune with person's energy or a group mm. energy or a situation's energy mm-hmm. and I think if we all understood it better we'd probably get on a lot
0: better yeah yeah well said yeah. well said nice one um so what's next for you uh in the studio
1: people always laugh because I've always <laughs> got a project going I know, so. you do. <laughs> which I love yeah I love so we've renovated I don't think we can renovate anymore we've pretty much used up every square inch of the space mm-hmm. Maybe into the ceiling we could do something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like uh, we, we need to sort of settle into the brand here um, and grow, I guess, into that a little bit because it's new. And once we kind of have feel that we've grown into that, there's always the opportunity to perhaps open a second studio if, you know, financially that's viable and if there's, you know, seems to be a need for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing teacher training here um, this year, which is a new thing for the studio. And, you know, I'd love to run some retreats um, where people can then immerse themselves a little bit, yeah. bit more and you can make it more about um, understanding it to a deeper level their own practice yeah. rather than oh, I'm coming into a puppet class and I get what I'm kind of given yeah. for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of things on the, on the radar for this year.
0: Yeah, and workshops, of And workshops.
1: We always run workshops here, but yeah. that's supported by our... Um, community of teachers mm. because they all bring their own skill set so we then mm-hmm. give variety to the students and mm. again work into deeper aspects of each of their elements of their practice
0: yeah mm. great um so are there any words of wisdom that you would like to to offer to the listeners and <laughs> no, i'm kind of putting you on the spot here oh, or wisdom. any of your little kind of neat <clears throat> nuggets, um, key nuggets that you would like to to express
1: um i found myself talking a lot lately about <clears throat> um, feeling your practice more than um, more than taking the practice on from whoever's teaching it to you. Mm. Um, trying to educate students, especially through the union classes where you have time to talk about these things, to experience the practice as a whole body, mind, emotional experience rather than there's a teacher at the front of the room and they're telling you to do this pose and that pose and that pose we often fight the pose because we either love the pose or hate the pose mm-hmm. or somewhere in between and through the energetic yang styles of yoga we forget to soften we forget to explore the posture even if we're only in it for mm. a half a minute to a minute mm. in yoga gives us a bit more opportunity to explore we have five minutes in a posture thereabouts so i'm, I'm trying to educate the students into what does it feel like in the posture Here's some general alignment cues for you. And here's some options to explore physically to get your body into that sweet spot. What does it feel like in your body? Do Mm -hmm. I need to stretch more here? Do I need to soften more here? Where am I feeling it in my body? Am I feeling it in the whole body or just in the the area that we might be stretching? And so connecting to the practice on that deeper level. Then you can start to open up the mind because the body's in the place Mm -hmm. where it needs to be what's happening in your heart, in your gut, in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if that's wisdom or a nugget, but that's kind of where yeah, I'd like perfect. to sit, I just go. Yeah.
0: That's perfect, because I, I agree with you totally on that, and I always <clears throat> encourage my students to really go into the felt sense mm. and feel into, you know, do their inquiry, going yeah, deeper inquiry into, you word. know, emotions, yeah. what, what's coming up for yeah. you, what are you resisting, like mm. kind of going deeper yeah. Going past the physical side of the body, uh, and that's where, yeah, the key nuggets that's where your gift or the gifts are for you in yoga.
1: Absolutely, it's an internal practice ultimately. And we might practice in a group setting because it makes us come to class or whatever the reason is, or we enjoy the group energy, but it's an internal inquiry ultimately. Yeah, Um, hopefully that's where everyone gets led to. But if it's just exercise, that's fine. Yeah, come and move the body, it's going to help you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Cool. so where can people find information on yoga 8 and um, deals and you know workshops yeah
1: and... um, we have a website yoga dot 8comau so that's yoga and then the, the, the number eight um, we've just developed redeveloped that website so there's um, information on each of the class styles what you can expect. And I think you can cap, get a little bit of a vibe for who we are from that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, just pop down to the studio and experience a class. We always have an intro um, 30 days for $49 because we want people to come as much as they can.
0: Which is a bargain, by the way, yeah. to those um, listeners. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm an occasional class of 25, so you can have 50 classes in a month if you like. Yeah. We don't care. Um, and we set up our membership packages also to make it as affordable as possible because mm-hmm. our our philosophy is come often it's good for you and if enough people come we'll be fine we'll make money it's okay but um we'd rather have more people practicing yoga than less people yeah we don't kind of care about the money i mean we need to live our lives obviously like everyone else but Mm. it's the secondary part to what we do we have three rooms we keep building capacity so that we can have more people come Mm -hmm. and then everyone can experience a lower price because you know the pressure's not on a few people to support the business it's spread out across everyone so that's kind of how we run things um and come and experience the different teachers as well because we especially within our flow classes we call it hatha flow here And we've done that because Hatha is more at the static end of practice, Mm -hmm. um, flows more at the fluid end of practice, Mm -hmm. but our teachers then have the scope to play with that. So some of of our teachers will teach a lot more slower style, Mm -hmm. holding the postures longer. Others will be much more moving breath for breath for breath. So Mm -hmm. you get to then find, even within that style of yoga, other variations Mm -hmm. um, and energetic styles to follow and find your water level, the place you want to be, and you'll evolve through that. You know, you'll then go, oh, now I think I'll explore this and maybe I'll try some Kundalini. Mm. Maybe I'll just, uh, I need some yin this week because that's my life. I need to rest um, and keep yourself connected to your mind and body.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Uh, Well, look, we've come to the end of our interview. I just want to extend my gratitude one for you know being here on my podcast but also as my as my boss (laughs) Uh, and also as my teacher and as a friend uh, I yeah you inspire me you really do and I'm just so grateful that I'm part of this community and what you are doing to the wider community and and seeing students evolve um, and the the peacefulness that comes with the studio as well and the different teachers, the variety that's yeah. on offer um, is really unique um, and I'm so grateful to be part of this community here with you and to, and to help you um, evolve this studio with the, with every other teacher too.
1: Thanks so much and we love having you here. And we love all our teachers and everyone's unique and the energy, the I mean, your classic example, of that, f- that feminine energy, you know, I keep call, always call you our little goddess, yogini, <laughs> um, because that's your unique gift to the students here. Mm. And, you know, your class is very popular because of that. I think um, sometimes we need masculine, sometimes we need feminine. Mm. So thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you today oh, and I spend shall. time with you mm. and um, all your... I don't know what you call them, are they your fans out there? Uh,
0: (laughs) Well, I would love to say that. Just the, yeah, the the, the audience. Or your listeners. Uh, Hopefully hopefully they've learned something.
1: Um, We've helped, you know, sow a seed for someone that's maybe thinking, oh, I could probably try yoga. So yoga was something that found me rather than me looking for yoga. And, you know, in life often that's the way. Um, And you don't know what's going to sow a seed for you, whether that's, Mm. you know, we're talking about yoga today, but it might be, you know, something else creative you might you know have a desire to be a writer or you might not even know that you have a desire to be a writer but something Mm. comes your way and Mm. leads you down a direction and i think follow your energy and follow your heart and don't be afraid to embrace something new even if it's not what you think you might be good at because really that's just ego
0: yeah nicely said Mm. beautiful thanks jamie my pleasure sharon and that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. If you want to give me any feedback uh, or reviews and a rating, please do pop over to iTunes. It'd be greatly appreciated. Um, and I also want to make an announcement. Uh, I have been coaching men; that has been my niche, but I've decided to kind of widened my net slightly uh, to working with couples and also with women around intimacy uh, sensuality sexuality you know whether that's dealing with past or current emotional or sexual trauma self-confidence anything that's going to empower someone to really thrive and be the best version of yourself that's the work that I do and it's all around sensuality our, our sexual power you know our life force that's what it is it's the prana it's the chi that circulates through that body or through our body and being able to activate that heart how do we do that that's where i come into play so if that sounds like you that you are interested feel free to drop me a line you can reach me on connect at sharonhoffman.com.au thank you again so much for listening bye-bye this podcast is empowering men to step out of their vulnerability shame ignite self-expression
1: self-love